Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. The podcast is back and Thanksgiving is here. In a culture that seems to have everything, we ironically fail to be grateful for what we have. How can we reverse this trend? How can we be truly thankful this Thanksgiving? On the podcast today, we'll discuss four ways to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Plus, on today's episode, we will begin a new segment entitled Saint Quotes to Live By. We'll be starting off with a female doctor of the church. Don't worry, we'll still be throwing in some unofficial hacks and highlights. So stay right here. Season three. It's happening. Right now? Right now. I pushed record. Let's do this. We are doing this. Awesome. Welcome back. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. This is really fun. We missed you. It's been seven weeks. We meant to do six and... We lied to you. (sighs) Not on purpose, though. Well... Is it a lie if you don't? I don't think that was a lie. I think that was a... Okay, so you know that we've had issues with microphones. Lots of issues. Lots of issues. So we we said that's enough. It's stealing our peace. It's mm-hmm. making the podcast something that's not as fun as it could be, dealing yeah. with technology. So while I was gone this weekend, Kevin got like top-notch microphones, two, and a mixer, and I don't even know why it has 95 knobs on it or what they're for, but it's supposed to make us sound better. And we got the really cool, like, hangy thing. So the microphone hangs just right to your mouth. You don't even have to hold a microphone. No, I feel like I'm in a recording studio, but I'm in my basement. <laughs> Except you look around. If you close your eyes, you might feel like you're in a recording studio. Okay, open them. Uh-huh. Yep. You're yeah, in your no, basement. Still in my yep, basement. Still a lot of toys. Still need to tell the kids to pick up their Legos. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Here we are. So, Lisa, what have you been doing over the break? Uh, What's been going on? I have not been sleeping. That's not good. Does that count? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's something that you did over the break. That <laughs> does count. Okay, so I may I may have overbooked myself this fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I is probably so. really good why we had a break. That yes. probably worked out really well. We, I don't think, yeah, I don't think we could have pulled it all off. Because you got grad not. school going on. Yeah, and that was kind of a new thing that I was, I don't know, mm-hmm. they, I had an idea of how much time it would take, but yeah. there's a lot of reading when you're in graduate school. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, I did. F- I feel your pain. Yeah, you've been there. Yep. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Fantastic fantastic um stuff going on. It's yeah. all good. Oh yeah. I just it's probably too much, so. Yeah. Um good timing. I have I'm on a break now from so I did I did I don't know how many speaking events this fall, but I don't speak again until Focus Greek conferences in mid-May. No, May. What am I talking about? February. February. Legacy legacy conferences yes if you are a greek student we should just throw us out there now yeah greek student focus or maybe not even focus just a greek student you got to check out legacy conferences kansas city and atlanta and maybe just know somebody who's a greek student this conference is for them which is so rare to have a catholic greek conference i don't think anybody else does that yeah that's awesome i think we're the only ones yeah 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 so that's that's my next thing and so i've got this huge like two and a half month break which is going to just be really good yeah we're going to create podcast magic during that break (laughs) yes we are (laughs) it'll be great yes so it's been good grateful grateful for for the time grateful for the 
for the toil. Yeah. Um, as my friend Leah says. Uh, and now excited. Yeah. So, okay, we're back. Let's do this. Okay, so whoa, season whoa, whoa. three. Oh. You didn't ask what I've been doing <laughs> during the break. You just talked about yourself and then moved on. Oh, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Yeah. What do you great. think of me? <laughs> I think you're great. Ah, okay, thanks. No, okay, how was your break, Kevin? It's been going really well. I feel like work's been going great. We've been doing the Alpha Course at my parish, at our parish, which is really awesome. I've been listening to a lot of early 2000s Christian music, which <laughs> I just... Like I like forgot about it, and then we just I've been I've been hardcore listening to tons of it. It's true. It's true. At night, Kevin's like, "Oh my gosh, Jars of Clay! This song. This song reminds me of mm, Jars of Clay, Third Day, Cayman's Call, Cayman's Call, Long Line of Levers. It's just been a lot of memories, mm-hmm. a lot of things. It's been awesome. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about on the show today. Nope. Lisa, why don't you start us off here? Well, um, okay, first can we just say, so season break, want to let yeah. you know a couple things, updates. So we took, I hope you enjoyed the blogcast. We were excited to see that you you were still listening. Yeah, like, we like can tell. We can watch statistics and, and you didn't all just stop listening. So I hope that those were, um, yeah, good, uh, enjoyable, a little something during the break there. Um, so what did we do to make it better? First of all, uh, sound. Yeah. We've been working hard on that. Um, we actually had a new microphone system. It just didn't work. So then we just were like, forget it. We can't go the cheap, cheap route. We just need to get the real deal. The real deal. So that's what we did. Yep. So let us know. Um, we had a listener tell us that it was um, difficult to get the volume up. Like she had to like crank it all the way up just to hear us enough. Um, so hopefully this is better. So let us know because we have 95 knobs we can turn and maybe try to make it even better. Um, hello at made to magnify.com. Drop us an email and let us know how the volume is, if it's working better for you. And then the other big change that we made is we are going to take a break from hacks and highlights this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we will still give you hacks and oh, we yeah. will still highlight things throughout the episodes. Absolutely. It's just not going to be like always the mid episode uh, break. And highlights. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's time. Like we'll just be dropping them here and there. Yeah. Um instead we're going to do something new, a new segment called Saint Quotes to Live By. And I'm very excited about these. It's an idea I had a long time ago. I was like, I should do a blog series on Saint Quotes to Live By. But I don't like blogging because you have to write and I'm writing enough already mm-hmm. with papers and things. So, that's why we were podcasting. So, we're just going to put those quotes that I had pulled together and and some more because I didn't have 20. Um and just talk through, I think so often we have like wisdom from the world, you know, these like little cutesy proverbs and things that we see that are from the world, whereas the saints give us an immense amount and depth of wisdom, things to live by. So we're going to pull out some of our favorite saint quotes for our mid break, our mid uh, episode break and talk about um, just kind of, yeah, what are some saint quotes to live by? Yeah. So we'll be starting that up. It's going to be great. That's another big thing. Yeah. We've got a great lineup of interviews for this season. I'm not going to tell you who yet. Um, You're going to have to wait in suspense, but we do have some fun people on the docket for interviews and, of course, just mapped out, you know, another hopefully how to Catholic be season three. Yeah. That's what's going down. Okay. So we got to dive in here. Um, Today's topic. Gratitude. Gratitude. How to gratitude. That's right. It has a nice ring to it. It does. Yeah. And it's Thanksgiving on Thursday, so mm-hmm. it's on our minds. So yep. I think it makes sense to talk about how do we have an attitude of gratitude. Oh, man. <laughs> I 
hate that phrase. But you just used it. I did just use it. It's just so cheesy. It's just, I don't know. It just, it's, I don't know. It reminds me of like a, a successory or something. Attitude mm-hmm. of gratitude. Yep. Mm. Well, we're going to look at four ways to cultivate the attitude of gratitude. But first, a little bit of vision here. I think, um, as you mentioned, Thanksgiving is coming up. So it's on our minds. How do we actually be more thankful? Thanksgiving is a secular holiday, but that doesn't mean as Christians, I think being grateful, um, being thankful is one of the best uh, characteristics that we can have. And it's interesting in our culture because I think we've never, uh, the irony is that we've never been more blessed. And yet I don't think we've ever been um, so ungrateful. And so we have this interesting paradigm between these these two different things of so many blessings and such a lack of thanksgiving. And I think it's, it's um, very poignant in our culture that we have a day of thanksgiving followed by a day in which we purchase lots and lots of stuff, right? Oh, thanksgiving, all the things I have. And then immediately followed by, oh, here's all these things I need in my life that actually I probably don't. And so I think we just have this uh, culture of we get things when we want it, how we want it so quickly that because we have so much and become, because it comes so quickly, we actually have a hard time being grateful for things. And it's actually very easy to complain and say, oh, I wish this worked better. Or this technology doesn't work well, like with the podcast, whatever it might be, because we're so used to things working perfectly or just the way we want it. Uh, whereas I think in other ages and other cultures, they had a real sense of uh, being grateful to God for great weather or a good harvest or whatever it might be that went well in their life. Even though they're facing way more hardships than we were, somehow they're more grateful. And so uh, I think we just want to figure out how do we cultivate this attitude of gratitude. And uh, today we're going to give you four different ways. Yeah, I think it. there's a research, some research that was done a while back. And they asked, like, in the States, like, who's most happy? And it's always, like, the people in, like, Minnesota and in the North. Mm. Um, just because they have lower expectations. <laughs> like, they just expect, wow. like, it's going to be winter and it's going to suck. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just it, you know. And I feel like sometimes we live so, in, like, so entitled. Like, well, I deserve this and I should have this and everything should always be good and I should always be happy and always be comfortable. Um, and when you live in a situation where that's usually the case, it's a lot harder to be grateful because you're just expecting like good stuff to come all the time. Um, but those who have less are actually more grateful because they're just, they just don't feel as, as entitled to it. Yep. So Totally, totally true. Yes. All right. Well, Lisa, you're going to kick us off here with our first way to cultivate more gratitude in our lives. What do you got for us? Okay. So all of these start with, with RE, with RE. Mm-hmm. And this one's the first one that doesn't sound like re. Um, it's recognize, which it could be recognize, so it fits better. <laughs> to recognate. Recognate, yes, recognize. And I mean, it's just it's a very simple thing, um, but it's just recognizing our blessings and and opening our eyes to the fact of what those blessings are. And it sounds so simple, but it's really easy to fail to do that to just look at the negative or look at what's not going well and to forget to recognize like, no, I actually have quite a bit. Like I have a roof over my head. I have food on the table. Um, uh, hopefully you're in a safe place, you know, where, where you're not in a war torn area. And we forget that those small little things, like they're gifts, they're Mm -hmm. gifts from God. And and it's a, it's a gift. And, um, we're privileged to, to have those things such as, I don't know, health, yeah. Health, shelter, food, all those things. Um, and if you live in the United States, there's there's a good chance that those things are available to you, if nothing else. Um, um, yeah, so just recognizing. 
Yeah, I think we turn to like parents mode here, but like when our kids complain, that's what you immediately do, right? Like with your kids, you're like, don't you know that, you know, most kids don't even, they, they don't even get a meal every single day. Like you're upset with th- what dinner is or, you know, you're sick, but don't you know, like some kids don't have access to medicine, but like that, that those things are true. Like they sound very parenty, but they are true. And we just don't, again, we're so used to, to blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cultivating and, and, and awareness, I think, is the biggest thing. Like, that's the first step. And that's the whole attitude of gratitude thing. It's just like, yeah, just be grateful. Like, sometimes you just have to choose it. Mm-hmm. You just have to choose to be grateful, choose gratitude. And as silly it is, as it is on Thanksgiving, I think it's a really great exercise to go around the table and have everybody say, what's one thing you're grateful for? Yep. And I know people kind of roll their eyes and they're like, oh, this is so cheesy. Like, oh, do we really have to do this? But I think it's important, especially on this one day a year where we are very poignant about the idea of Thanksgiving and yep. being thankful. Yeah. I think it's a that time. big part of recognizing, and we talked a lot about this with habits on our show. How do you put that into your life? I think it's a great place in your prayer life is just to have a spot somewhere in your prayer life where you say, now this is a time where I'm just going to be thankful. I'm going to tell God all the things I'm thankful for and just give a chance in your routine to open your eyes to what is he doing in my life right now and what are the blessings he's given me. What is what is that like prayer acronym? Isn't that one of the acts? Acts is Thanksgiving. It's acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I'm trying to remember what C is. Contemplate. T is Thanksgiving, and then S is supplication. Mm -hmm. So like making so before you ask God for things, you actually need to be thankful to Him before you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you like acknowledge His presence. Mm -hmm. You probably yeah have some type of meditation, some type of contemplation of scripture or whatever it might be. Then you have a time of Thanksgiving and a time of, of supplication or, or prayer requests. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to botch this, but I remember there was one Thanksgiving homily that we were at and father asked like, what are we supposed to be thankful for? Like, what is like, what mm. are we supposed to be thankful for? And like, nobody got it. And he was like, it's, it's right in our prayers. It's, we give you thanks for your great glory. Mm. So it's like thanking God for being God. Yeah. Like that, that's like, what one thing um, in particular the church like draws attention to every Sunday we say it we give you thanks for what for your great glory hmm. just like God being God yeah that's legit good to remember thankful for God all right Kevin so what is our second re our second re our ways to be more to cultivate more gratitude our second re is to remember and again I think we live in such a uh, current in like up-to-date culture, everything is in the now, that sometimes when we think of gratitude, we only think of how's my life going right now in this moment. But really when we think about remember, we think about gratitude, we want to think about what has gone on in our entire lives. What has God been doing in our lives, even all the way since from our birth, we think through high school, we think through college, we think about uh, times after college as well. after college. (laughs) All these different times where we just try to recall like, how has God shaped my life? And then I know for me, uh, a big moment in my life was when a friend, is my after my sophomore year of, of college, and a friend asked me, hey, why don't you transfer to Benedictine College? Brilliant idea. And that, like that moment, that question changed the course of my life. I don't know if I'd be married uh, to Lisa. I don't know if I would be in the job that I would have. I, I don't know. I could I could be, but I might not be. And um, just remember like that God's been, and that's what salvation history is all about as well, is thinking through the story of scripture and seeing what God has done, not just in the moment we live in, but how he's done that throughout time to get us to the point that we're at, uh, to get us to a point where Jesus comes and dies for us, to get us to just, in our own lives, 
how we've come to be and what he's moved as well. And so I think just taking those moments to not just think, how is my life right now? Or things are going bad right now? Or I had this situation and this problem. But God's work in our lives is more than just the moment. God's work in our lives is really our, our whole of our lives. And even the whole of salvation history to think, how has God moved? I was just going to say that. Were you? Yes, because I'm in salvation history right that's now. That's right. And that's a huge theme of salvation history. Like you see so many times where they go back and they retell their own story. It's like, remember, remember how God has been faithful. Like, and you just, you go back and like anytime something big is about to happen, that's what they do. They go back and they retell their story so they can remember and and be grateful for the fact that like God has brought them here and he will continue them through. And I think that I think having that attitude and, and remembering like, yeah, God is faithful. Like he, I, he's going to take care of me. Like I'm grateful for the fact that I can trust and know like it's going to be okay. Um, yeah, that's very salvation history. Like Ish. there's probably a really fancy theological word for that, but I don't know what it is. Well, maybe you'll learn it and you can tell us. Hmm. So one, one just practical way. All right. How do I remember things? How do I uh, capture this? this little way to cultivate gratitude, I think is really journaling. I think a journal allows us to see what we wrote written down at that moment and to look back our lives and see how God's work from that point. So sometimes when we have a problem or an issue or a thought or emotion, we can describe that moment in our journals. And then we look back in a year or five years and go, oh, I remember when I was at that place. And now I'm actually able to see what God did over that period of time that changed my life. And again, we just forget those moments. We forget those emotions. We forget those problems and those challenges. But those are real ways that God's working in our life and bringing us to a different place. And journals allow us just to really capture that. This is a great spot for a highlight. Let's do it. An unofficial highlight because we're not really doing hacks and highlights, but we're still going to highlight things. Blessed is she has an awesome journal. I don't know how much it dives into gratitude, but for Advent coming up here. But it doesn't need to dive into gratitude. A journal just can be... It's a tool for gratitude. That's true. You can, in your journaling time, you can make it a point to express gratitude and to, and to write down. Yeah. I've heard people doing like, you know, thankful journals or gratitude journals where every day you write down like three things you're grateful for. I've done that before for like Lent or something, but that's a great thing to do during Advent too. Cause Advent's also a time where it's a season like Lent. So we can do things mm-hmm. or give up things just like we do. We don't, I don't think we remember to do it as much for Advent, but we should. Yeah. We should or always you have can something. even do tweet gratitude. I think Matt Swaim, he's an awesome uh, guy, Catholic guy on Twitter, every day for like forever did. Here's what I'm thankful for this day. It was just a great reminder of like, I'm not taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen people do that like thankful Novembers or I'm sure there's like a official hashtag for what that is. <laughs> it's probably not thankful November, but um, yeah, yeah, November people will try to use that as a month to make sure to really recognize what they're grateful for. So so right there, unofficially, we did a hack, a journal, and a highlight, blessed is she, but we don't do hacks and highlights anymore. Lisa, what do we do now for our special segment? <gasps> oh, it's our first saint quote to live by. Saint quotes to live by. Yep. Yes, I changed it. I didn't tell you I changed it, though. Um, so the saint quote to live by actually really fits with what we're talking about here. Um It's from St. Teresa of Avila, and she says that for prayer is nothing else but being on terms of friendship with God. For prayer is nothing else but being on terms of friendship with God. Kevin just came over by me because I don't think he knew what that was. Why'd you come over here? I I, I wanted to know how long we had been speaking for. (laughs) 
on the podcast. Oh, you can't see and I can't see. Well, anyways, yes. Okay, so prayer. Um, I love this quote because I think sometimes when we think of prayer, we think it's supposed to be something that's like lofty or something that's really thought through or really beautiful. And Teresa Avila, what she's saying here is that it's just being a friend. Like it's just talking to God like a friend, being on the level with him like you would be um, with a friend in terms of your conversation with him. And obviously he's God. So there's, you know, different ways that, that we honor and we praise him, but really at the heart of it, and we know this for Teresa of Avila knowing her life, like it really came down to, it was a friendship. It was a friendship. And so her prayer and her conversation with him was centered around this idea of a friendship. We all want friends in high places <laughs> and we've got one in God. Do you have anything spiritual to add to this? <laughs> no, I think you did a great job. Fantastic. So that is this week's Saint Quote to Live By, St. Teresa of Avila. All right. Well, today on the show, we're looking at four ways to cultivate gratitude. And we've already covered two of our rewords, which have been to recognize and to remember. Recognize. Recognate. Uh, Lisa, what's our third reword for cultivating gratitude? Our third one is to reframe. And this this phrase um, comes from Gretchen Rubin. She talks about it in her book, Happier, which I feel like we talk about a lot on the podcast. Um, I just really like that book, and I like her podcast, Happier. But really what this means to reframe it is it, when we are in a situation, it's really easy sometimes to like complain about the situation and look for the negatives. And really what we need to do if we want to be grateful and have a, this attitude of gratitude, be, you know, have gratitude permeate our life, is in those situations to choose to reframe whatever the situation is. So instead of saying to yourself, um, oh, this really stinks that X, Y, Z, you come up with a reason of, well, why can it be positive? Like what's, what's the good? What can we find? So for me lately, like I just got back from NCYC last night, which was fantastic. It was really great. And then the weekend before that, I was at Encounter in Steubenville, two really great weekends, but also two really exhausting weekends. I gave three talks at both weekends. Um, and got to hang out and meet a ton of people, but it was really late nights, really early mornings. And I have a 3000 page paper due on Wednesday for grad school. Yay. Yay. And so it can be really easy to think like, Oh, I have to write this stupid paper. I don't want to do this right now. I'm really tired. I just need a break. Um, but instead of looking at as I have to do this in my mind, I had to constantly remind myself to reframe it. Like, no, wow. What a gift I get to do this what a gift I get to write this paper that I get to study scripture that I get to be in graduate school like that is the frame of mind that I had to take with me to make sure that I'm being grateful for whatever it is um so when we find ourselves in situations I think it's just key to to not look for the negative and 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 the the part that we can complain about but to to just switch that flip it and say okay but where's the positive in it how can I reframe this in a way that shows me thinking with gratitude as opposed to negativity. Yeah, I think this is huge. I think a lot of times the things we complain about are also the things that we value the most or actually have um, the greatest investment in. And the reason why we complain is because we think so well of them. And so it's very easy to like complain about these things, but actually there's a great deal of things that we enjoy about them and just making sure that we find join those things. And uh, yeah, I love this because I think it's so easy to complain. And how do I reframe? One way I've been reframing lately, I just realized this before the podcast mm. and you think I'm like weird when I do this, but is like, I'll take the most frustrating part of my day. It's like, I'm trying to pay this medical bill or 
had to go through these four hoops and I had to call these people. And like, I'll tell you the story as if it's really funny. I'll be like, and then you won't believe this. Like I had to call another person and then they didn't know the answer. And then I had to wait on a hold for 30 minutes. It was hilarious. And you're Isn't like, that awesome? and you like, look at me and you're like, what? I'm like, I'm joking, but it's just easier and less frustrating to tell it like this and like, isn't this hilarious? Then, boy, this is the worst part of my day. And let me tell you how stupid this, you know, and just, mm-hmm. just your attitude and the way you talk about things, I think changes, yeah, mm-hmm. changes your mood. It reframes it. And that's probably an extreme example of reframing, but I still think um, it matters. I know I feel in a, I'm in a better mood than if I just sat there and complained about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something my spiritual director always says is fake it till you make it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Great. We're just going to fake that this is great, you know, until until we get to a point where it's just like, yep, I'm just going to be grateful. Like, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm just grateful to have medical insurance. I'm just grateful to have a phone that I can make this call and solve this issue from the comfort of my home instead of having to, like, go to a public library to try to work it out um, where I can get a phone, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think it's so important. And those are the people that... Um, like have contagious joy. Those who are really good at reframing and can yep. just see the joy in, in whatever it is. And sometimes, yeah, there's legitimate things that are, that are frustrating. Yeah. Um, and so we're not saying like, oh, just be happy all the time and fake it and don't ever be real. Yep. Um, but I think so often it, it can just be an easy, like just switch of attitude, switch of, of thinking that can really make a big difference in those moments where we're feeling really frustrated. Yeah, and a good, another good reminder of, you know, we can always control the way we respond to things. It's not just what happens to us. It's about how do we react to it. And so I think uh, being grateful is a great reaction to any problem and just in life to have a different attitude to what happens to us. Fantastic. All right, it's time for number four, our four three. Our four three uh, is to retell to relay, to regurgitate. Anyways, the, the point of this one, we can probably go with retell, is to take what we're thankful for. A lot of times we think about these things. We might journal about these things. We might, um, yeah, have these ideas floating through our heads, but actually to get those out onto the table in some way, shape, or form. So I think there's really a power in speaking things out loud and not just uh, having those. I've, ha- I've had a couple conversations lately with some folks, and afterwards they just say, oh, it just feels so good to get that off my chest, right? It's stuff they've been thinking about. It's stuff that they've been worrying about or having on their hearts, but just to speak that to somebody else, I think makes a huge difference in our lives. And so I think of um, being thankful, whether it's telling it to God or telling it to another person, just our ability to actually express those words, to say thank you, to say this is what you mean in my life, to say this is what you're doing, to say this is how I value you, I think just has an incredible effect on how thankful we really are. And it also just builds up that culture of people going, wow, that was amazing when that person did that. I need to be more grateful for what I have as well. Yeah, it's always a good reminder to me if I'm with somebody who, you know, when you're in a situation um, where like you might need to reframe it, like when they vocalize it, it, it's a check for me too. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, let's just be, let's be grateful. So like, it's good for not only you to vocalize it, Mm because I think when we say things out loud, it makes it more real. But then it's also great for those around you. I think it just, yeah, it like lists the whole uh, morale of the family or the workspace or the classroom when it's a cultural thing that, yeah, we just, we're going to be grateful. Like yep. we're just going to do what we can to express gratitude for each other and be grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it, to express the reality of what's going on, that's not a problem to say, this is a terrible situation, but here's where I see the positives. 
here's where I'm still grateful. Here's where we're still treading in the right direction. Here's the opportunity and not just here's what's awful. Fantastic. All right. So our four reads here are to recognize, remember, reframe, and retell for cultivating that attitude of gratitude, as cheesy as that phrase is. All right, Kevin, we need a how-to challenge to kick us off here for season three. What is our how-to challenge? Well, Lisa, it's Thanksgiving week, and I think our last uh, reword was to retell and just to find a person in your life who you're thankful for and to spend what spend, spend time thinking about that, to go through maybe the steps, maybe remember the waves they've helped you, maybe to recognize how they're influencing you in your life right now. Um, maybe even reframe their 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 relationship with you but then to actually verbalize that to them to whether it's in person which would be the greatest benefit sometimes that's not possible maybe it's over the phone maybe it's even difficult or it's really um you just need to maybe it's a letter as well but take a, some time to really tell someone that you're thankful for them and particularly why you're thankful i think that's just a great um, habit and a great thing to do and a great week to do it as well excellent All right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening in. If you want to connect with us, our email is hello at madetomagnify.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin R. Cotter and at Lisa Ann Cotter. That is Ann with no E. As always, if you've enjoyed this show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. These things really help get the word out about the How To Catholic Podcast. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it. Bye.